What up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season two, episode eleven of Joshua's Proximity. Now, I know I've been away for a little bit, man. I know I've, I want to give a huge shout out to all my special guests, man. I got a couple more coming up within this next two weeks. I want to give a huge shout out to Snoop, to Trey, Greg, uh, to Butts, man. They they loved you guys, and man, I'm just looking forward to having more guests. But man, I feel like this episode, I just gotta do it myself, man. This one. We got to talk about the NFL draft, man. I mean, what what else is there to talk about outside of, obviously, the Lakers, they're teetering on possibly playing in on that play-in game. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 11, season two of Joshua's Proximity. Now, I had a little mock draft for my IG. For those of you who don't follow me, you can definitely go ahead and follow me at uh, underscore period Joshua Edwards. But yeah, but on, on my mock draft, everybody, we all agreed that the first two were a lock-in. We had uh, Trevor Lawrence going number one to Jacksonville Jaguars. And number two, whether we want to agree with it or not, the Jets just love Zach Wilson. So everybody, we already knew the first two picks. But when it came to the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers, I had Mac Jones and... Obviously, I was wrong. We all know that they took Trey Lance. But now that I think of it, why the hell did I even put Mac Jones at number three? Like, imagine the 49ers trading up to take Mac Jones. (laughs) I mean, the NFL is slowly transitioning from the pocket passer to to a more mobile quarterback. And Mac Jones doesn't have any mobility at all so it's safe to say that the 49ers definitely made the best decision with going with Trey Lance and I'm just I'm just a jackass for even saying Mac Jones is going before Trey Lance um they played the the same amount of games 17 games a lot of people were knocking Trey Lance because they said he didn't have a, a lengthy resume when it comes to playing the quarterback position but the same with Mac Jones 17 games versus 17 games Mac Jones had the Heisman Trophy winner. He had Jalen Waddle. He had uh, Jerry Judy, if I'm not mistaken, last year. He had all types of extreme talent surrounding him. So it's no doubt without a question, I believe Trey Lance is going to be the better quarterback out of the two. Uh, Number four, I didn't have the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. I had the Falcons actually selecting uh, Justin Fields because I believe that they need to go ahead and start transitioning away from that quarter, that pocket quarterback in Matt Ryan and get a quarterback that you're going to build your future on. You know, you got Justin Fields. He's young, rookie deal. You can trade Matt Ryan to anybody. Hell, uh, <laughs> the damn Broncos, they need a quarterback. So I know that they would have took a, a, a huge cap hit, but I don't believe that you're going to get – we've already seen the maximum of Matt Ryan – he already went to a Super Bowl. He's already won an MVP. You're not going to get anything else out of Matt Ryan. He is like that last little bit of toothpaste that you're trying to squeeze so you can get some more some more toothpaste out of. I'm sorry. It's just time for the Atlanta Falcons to move on. And I believe that they made a huge mistake by selecting Kyle Pitts over Justin Fields. Now, I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is – is a slap or he'll be a bust or anything like that. But I just don't like the, the move at number four. And number five, 
I already knew I already knew who the Bengals were taking. Everybody was saying that the Bengals needed to take uh, Panace Sewell. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but everybody was saying that that the Bengals needed to take him over Jamar Chase. What? Why would I? Now I understand if you needed, uh, which they do, they needed an offensive lineman. But if I can get an offensive lineman in the second round who might be on the same type of caliber as this player. Oh, I'm taking the the athlete all day of the week, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. There was no there was no question that they should have taken Jamar Chase. And they did take Jamar Chase, as you you know, you can see on my um my IG, on my mock draft. But it just makes all the sense. They got rid of AJ Green. Who is their number one receiver? Tyler Boyd? Come on, man. Well, who are we kidding? I like the Bengals pick at number five. At number six, like I, I called it. I said the Dolphins, they're taking Jalen Waddle. Now, <laughs> it's kind of funny because the Chiefs, they played the Miami Dolphins last year down in Miami, Florida, and Tyreek Hill was going bonkers. I believe that solidified Brian Flores um, taking Jalen Waddle. You know, if you can get that type of talent right there, oh, yeah, without a doubt, I'm going ahead, I'm signing his name, I'm entering his draft ticket, and I'm taking Jalen Waddle because he can do it all. He can run the route tree. He can do it in the return game. He can do it out the backfield. You know, you can get him all types of misdirections. You can run him out the backfield. He's, he's really like a gadget guy, so he's really another Tyreek Hill. And I believe that the Dolphins hit at number six. At number seven. Now, this is why the Detroit Lions continue to be a horrendous franchise. This is why they only get one Hall of Famer every so years, and then their team just bites the dust, and they're terrible. Now, they got rid of both of their number one receivers last year. They got rid of Kenny Galladay. They got rid of Marvin Jones. Who is their receiver? They don't have Golden Tate. Who was the number one receiver for the Detroit Lions? You just traded so you could get Jared Goff. You gave away Matthew Stafford, and now you have no weapons surrounding Jared Goff. You traded for Jared Goff. So if you believe that that is your franchise quarterback, why won't you go get him some help? Now, granted, I love the, the tackle, Panay Su- I, I ain't saying his name right, Panay Sewell or whatever his name is. I love the tackle. I love the, the player. But come on, man. We already saw Jared Goff, what he was doing with, with uh, what's his name, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. He doesn't have anybody to throw to now. If he was a scrub out there, you know he's going to be a scrub here. I mean, come on, what are we talking about, Lions? This is why you got Calvin Johnson to retire early. This is why you got Barry Sanders to retire early. Because you don't draft what you need. Yes, you need an offensive lineman, but what about the weapons? Who's going to get open? Hello? Who are you going to throw it to, DeAndre Swift? Come on, man. The Lions, you played yourself. At number eight. Now, we already know my team is the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, but they shocked me. I did not think that we would take J.C. Horn. Now, I was reading a lot of Mav, uh, ugh, mock drafts, and everybody was saying that the Panthers should select a linebacker or an offensive lineman or another receiver. But to take J.C. Horn, I actually had us taking Pat Sertan. But, I mean, I, I can't be mad. 
it's one A, one B. JC Horn, Patrick Satan, whatever you want. And I mean, JC Horn, he's from, he played in the University of South Carolina, so he's not that far from Charlotte. And I believe that, you know, they did a, a lot of scouting on him, went to a lot of his practices. Obviously, they went to his college game, dissected the film and everything. But I really like the Carolina Panthers selecting J.C. Horn at number eight. Now, number nine, this, I believe that this shocked a lot of people. Now, the Denver Broncos, they just, tra- <laughs> they just traded with the team I just talked to last time. They just traded uh, the Carolina Panthers for Teddy Bridgewater. But there were still some discussions that, the Denver Broncos might select a quarterback. If you would have asked me, I didn't have them taking Patrick Sertan. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I had them taking Micah Parsons or Mac Jones. Um, I got to go back and think about who I selected them, who I had them selecting. But when it comes down to it, this isn't a bad pick. They don't have any corners. Uh, Their secondary, outside of their safety, uh, I think his name is Simmons. Who else is in the in the back end? So I believe that they got stronger with this with this pickup. I still don't like their quarterback play. Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback in the National Football League. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. Drew Locke, he is possibly a backup in the National Football League. Um, if you had to ask me right now, I'm taking Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater, um, and that's just me. But hey. To each his own. Now, at number 10, the Dallas Cowboys, they had a pick. And a lot, of the, a lot of the times when it comes to NFL draft, you don't see a team within the, the division trade with another team in the, within the division. Now, if I'm playing you twice a year, why the hell do I want to help you out so that the player that you get can possibly whoop my ass for the next 10 to 15 years or five, the next five to 10 years? Why would I trade with you? But um, <laughs> the Eagles, they traded with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys actually moved back one slot or two slots, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Eagles selected Devontae Smith. Now, I've been on record saying Devontae Smith is a small guy. He's not going to – I didn't say that he wouldn't last, but I did say that he wouldn't be as good as he is in college in the National Football League. But I'm here to say – I take it back. I believe Devontae Smith is going to be that guy. Now, I watched a, the, a podcast with him and Shannon Sharp, Club Shay Shay. Shout out to uh, Shannon and everything. And he was basically saying, what you see is what you get. You know, I've tried everything to put on more weight, but I just cannot get bigger enough. Maybe I can get 180, but I've been eating. I've been working out since I came into college football, and this is just this is just how I am. You know, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm a football player. And, th- and then it clicked. How many times have I seen a guy that was that looked the part but couldn't play a lick of down of football? How many times have we seen guys, D1, or whenever you go to a 7-on-7 camp, and they have all of the swag but can't cover, can't catch, can't do nothing? Why the hell are you looking like a pretty boy and you a scrub? I think that solidified everything that I needed to hear from Devontae Smith. So the Eagles, I love that y'all traded with the Dallas Cowboys to select your future receiver because the guy at TCU, um, Jalen Rager, he's not it. All right, now I hope that y'all hit made a home run hit with Devontae Smith, but Jalen Rager, he isn't it. 
I'm glad that you got Jalen Hurt some help. And, yeah, that was really um, the recap with just the top ten. Obviously, if you want to look at the that full draft, you can go on any website, and they'll give you the full draft. But on this episode, I'm not. But I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit. We're still going to be talking about the draft and everything. But I want to talk about the still of the draft. Now, as I stated, the Cowboys, they traded with the Eagles um, from the 10th spot to the 12th spot. But the still of the draft was the Chicago Bears trading all the way up from 20 to 11. Now, we've already seen this with the Chicago Bears. They traded up from three to two to select Mitchell Trubisky, who was no longer on the team, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, who is a backup, who is a bust. Let's just call it for what it is. He had a couple good seasons, but he's just not the guy that you move up from three to two and you mortgage your whole uh, draft process to go get him. He wasn't that type of guy. But I do like the fact that the Chicago Bears moved from the the 20th spot to the 11th spot to select Justin Fields. Now, when you look at Justin Fields, I have been on record stating this. I believe that he will be the best quarterback in this draft, and it's not close. Now, I already know everybody is on that Trevor Lawrence hype train and everything, but when they played head-to-head, who had the better numbers? When it was time to put the, the rubber to the road, who rose to the occasion? Go look at the head-to-heads, Justin Fields. If you even go back and look at the um, Elite 11 quarterback competition, Justin Fields out, out-dueled Trevor Lawrence. I love this pick by the Chicago Bears. If I'm Allen Robinson, I'm ecstatic. If I'm uh, Ty Montgomery, I don't think that's his name. The running back, that's not Ty Montgomery, uh, forgive me. If I'm Tyreek Cohen and I see that we moved up from 20th to 11th to get a quarterback, if I'm Khalil Mack, I am ecstatic. I finally got somebody that can go win me a game. I finally have somebody that can go deliver me the football. I finally got somebody who can orchestrate a comeback. Nick Foles, he isn't it. We all know what Nick Foles is. He's another Ryan Fitzpatrick. When you give him money and you say, here, go get the job done, he's not going to do it. If he's in a backup and he comes in, oh, he's going to light you up. But when a team has time to prepare, Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're just not that guy. So I love the fact that the Chicago Bears, they moved up to go get Justin Fields. Uh, I'm not too sure if he'll be the week one starter. You still got Andy Dalton. You got Nick Foles. So uh, if it's me, I would start him, though. I would. Because when you look at the, the head coach, it's do or die. When you look at the general manager, it's do or die. You got to win, and you got to win right now. Especially after you traded up and you took Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. When you took Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. It's only right that the Chicago Bears, they got to start on week one. And I, I expect Justin Fields to be the rookie of the year. Hey, bold prediction, Justin Fields, rookie of the year. You heard it here first. Um... And I got two more still of the drafts. The Carolina Panthers selecting Terrence Marshall Jr. in the second round. Now, that, like I said, there was a lot of teams that I believe that needed a receiver that went uh, in the second round. And these were the receivers that went before him. Now, Elijah Moore, I can go ahead. I can agree. Terrence Marshall Jr., I probably would have selected Elijah Moore over him. 
But Rondell Moore, the the receiver out of Vanderbilt, mm, he's more of a gadget guy. He's more of like a Tyreek Hill, and that's kind of what you're seeing out of the receivers nowadays. So I kind of teeter-totter on that. Tutu Atawali? Who is that? Terrence Marshall Jr. lived in the end zone. I don't even know if his last name is Junior, but Terrence Marshall, he lived in the end zone. Go go back, turn on the film. Go back, watch when he played with Joe Burrow. Go back and look at the film. He stayed in the box. Dwayne Eskridge for the Seattle Seahawks? I don't know what the hell the Seahawks be doing. <laughs> I'm going to talk about them in a little minute too, but Dwayne Eskridge? Who? Come on, man. Like, what are we talking about? And then you go and you look at the Green Bay Packers. They needed a receiver. <laughs> like, what's going on? I'm looking at at these at him fall to us. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, I believe that those two were the still of the draft. Justin Fields and Terrence Marshall Jr., if his last name is Jr. If it's not, I mean, if he is a junior, not a last name, if he's a junior. But, yeah, so, but I want to switch topics a little bit. I mean, we're still on it. Like I said, this is this is the NFL episode. So, but I want to talk about a quarterback who is who has been regarded within the last ten years as the best thrower of the football that anybody has ever seen. Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers. He is a three-time MVP, one-time Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. And he wants out. And isn't it ironic that he 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 releases, not he he doesn't, but his agent releases that he wants to get out of Green Bay around the draft time? Uh, I mean, but can I, can can we blame him? Go look at the Green Bay Packers, man. What have they done to seriously help Aaron Rodgers? Now, this is what we do know about the Green Bay Packers. They didn't draft another receiver in their top top three rounds, they traded up last year to go get a quarterback when he wasn't even activated on the roster, and they're just in shambles in in front office. I mean, there have been reports that Aaron Rodgers, he either wants to go to the Las Vegas Raiders or he wants to go to the Denver Broncos. If I'm the Raiders, I'm throwing everything I got for Aaron Rodgers. You can have Derek Carr. You can have my next four first-rounders for the next four or five years. Whatever you want, you got it. Because Aaron Rodgers is just that type of caliber of player. So do I fault him for wanting out of Green Bay? No. What have they done to help you? Outside of Devontae Adams, who, who has been his number one receiver? Alan Lazard? Who? Come on, man. Uh, Aaron Jones, the running back? Ah, man, uh, but I, I do feel to a certain extent that some of this blame falls back on Aaron Rodgers, man. You know, you go back last year and all you have talked about is getting an NFC championship game in your home spot. So you get that against Tom Brady, and when it's time for you to deliver, you just don't deliver. You don't deliver in, the, in that last quarter. You don't deliver in the fourth quarter. Um, you go 6 of 12. 135 yards, zero touchdowns when it's a must-win game. So a lot of this, a lot of this is front office issues. 
But at the same time, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, man, what what more do you want? Outside of the receivers, I mean, what more do you want? So, I mean, I don't blame him for wanting out because they haven't done him right. But when it was time for you to perform and produce, you haven't. You're one in three in NFC Championship games. Whose fault is that? Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's, not, it's not the front office. You're the one that's playing the football game. Matter of fact, you're one in four. You lost to the Falcons. You lost to the 49ers. You lost to the Bucks, And you lost to the Seahawks. You're one in four in NFC Championship games. Come on, man. You need to look yourself in the mirror. But at the same time, I feel where you're coming from. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But let's talk about the draft winners and the draft losers. Now, I talked about, you know, the draft steals. But these are my three winners when it comes to the NFL draft this past last week and everything. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, when you look at the, the stuff that they needed, we all know that they needed a quarterback. We all know that, that they needed a, a cornerback. We all know that they needed offensive line, and we all know that they needed some safety help. So what do they go out there and get? They go get Trevor Lawrence. They go out there, they go get a cornerback. They go out there, they go get an offensive tackle. They take Travis Etienne with their 29th pick, which I don't like. I felt like you could have gave, um, gave Trevor Lawrence another weapon that high or you could have went and gotten an offensive tackle that high. I'm not, I'm not too favorable on the running back that right there because you have James Robinson who set the rookie record for all-purpose yards in NFL history. So I don't like that pick that high that early. But, I mean, they took, they took a running back, safety, offensive tackle, quarterback, and a cornerback all in the first three rounds. So I got to give some props to Jacksonville Jaguars. My next winner is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what is the one thing that we have talked about when it comes to Dallas? They have no defense. So what do they go out there and get? They go get Michael Parsons. They go out there and they go get another offensive tackle. Their first four rounds, minus that one offensive tackle that I just said, was straight defense. They go out there and they go get two tall, lengthy corners. Um, I haven't watched too much college football on them, but – we know what Michael Parsons, what he can be if he stays away from off-the-field issues. Um, and Dan Quinn, if he makes the right calls and everything. We know exactly what we could see out of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if Leighton Vander Esch, if Jalen Smith and Michael Parsons can all stay healthy, they, without a, without a doubt, have the best linebacker court in football. These three guys are supreme talent. They, they get her after the ball. They're fast, sideline to sideline, and they're headhunters. So I love what the Cowboys did in the draft. Uh, and last but not least, the draft winners. I got to go with the Carolina Panthers, man. <laughs> I mean, what more did we What more did we need? We got the, a cornerback that we needed in J.C. Horn. We went and we got Terrence Marshall Jr. I don't know if it's a junior, like I said. Wink, wink. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. in the second round. We went and we got... Offensive tackle. We went. And we got uh, Chuba, the running back out of Oklahoma State. We went. And we got a tight end. So I believe that we filled all the positions that we needed. Although I would have liked for us to get a linebacker. Uh, it, it's kind of hard for me to to shame what the Panthers have done. Uh, outstanding draft. Matt Rule. Now it's time for you to step up. 
You got your quarterback. Thank God you don't have Teddy Bridgewater no more. Me and you can agree to that, Matt Rule. But you got Sam Darnold. You got the receivers. You got your cornerback. Now it's time to just go play football. And it is what it is. And those are my three draft winners, Cowboys, Panthers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now my draft losers, as I stated earlier, the team that had the seventh pick, you are number one in draft losers. Why didn't you get a receiver? You need a receiver to help out Jared Goff. Who is he going to throw it to? DeAndre Swift? I understand getting a perennial offensive tackle right there. But, I mean, what are we talking about? I don't know how to hog top people. Come on, man. Oh, man, the Lions. I, 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 don't, I don't mess with it. I don't like your draft, um, especially taking an offensive tackle right there when you know you needed some outside help. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the reason why they're a loser is because they, they tra- really basically traded away all their draft picks. They didn't have a first. They didn't have a third, a fifth, or a seventh round draft pick in this draft. So they only had two, four, and six. You're not going to win a lot of football games. And you're not going to get better if you, one, if you don't go in free agency and get players, and two, if you don't draft well. So the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, Russell Wilson, you might be in for another treat, man. I'm going to pray for you, my brother. That's all I got to say on that. And the Green Bay Packers, like I stated earlier, who who is the other help outside of Devontae Adams, man? You didn't draft the receiver until the third round? Like, this is the reason why Aaron Rodgers wants to get out of town. You got to get the man some help. Okay, you go out there and you get him a center. Who cares, man? Who cares, man? At the end of the game, when you go back and you look at the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, outside of Devontae Adams, nobody else was open. When they was in the red zone, they was targeting Devontae Adams. He needs some more help. I'm sorry, but Green Bay, the Lions, and the Seattle Seahawks, y'all are the losers, man, so... Uh, that really concludes Season 2, Episode 11 of Josh's Proximity. Looking forward to hear from you guys. Got a couple of special guests coming up real, real soon. Stay tuned. We out.